0: What's What's up? up? This This is the the JJN JJN Show Show with Josh, with Jacob, with Nick.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to a special episode of the JJN Show. It's finally here, the one that you've all been waiting for, the interview with the one, the only, Jacob. (laughs) Wow. So, (laughs) we've, we've got some questions. It's just... It's just going to be treated pretty similarly to all of the other interviews that we have done and will do. And we're just going to jump right on into it. So, Nick, uh, I guess Nick and I didn't share our questions. So, Nick, no, he's you going into do this
2: blind. He likes the challenge. Okay, I'm I, asking the first question. Well,
1: yeah, you asked the first question.
2: All right. Are you ready to think? I suppose. All right, so when you were younger, I'm gonna start here. I'll I'll start by saying this. I'm gonna start with like the like more exercise, fitness related questions. Hold on, hold
1: on, hold on, hold on. Can we start with tell us about yourself, (laughs) please? (laughs) So please tell us who you are and just like a little a little bit about yourself. You know, a little background, a brief history about you kind of like what I did, just sum it up in a short paragraph or so. And then we can get into more specific things. We should probably introduce the guest, The
2: fitness questions. (laughs) Yeah. So
0: go ahead, Jacob. Give us a little history. Definitely. So like Josh and Nick, you know, I'm from Watertown. Went there, graduated in 2016. Came into college, University of Minnesota, wanted to study nutrition that quickly changed. I'm pretty passionate about this subject still, but decided that I didn't want to be a dietitian or a nutritionist or go into the medical field per se in that realm. I wanted to do something, you know, in business and talk to people. And stumbled across a business and marketing education degree in a different college at the U. And so I made that switch my sophomore year of the at the U. Yeah. And ended up graduating from the College of Education and Human Development at the U of M with the degree in business and marketing education. Uh, however, while I was there, I tend to do this thing where I don't, if I'm not in love with something, I'll just start to branch out and find something else. And so I ended up adding another degree while I was there, a human resource development degree. And essentially that is, when you think of HR, there's human resource management and human resource development. And resource management is the things like, you know, firing people or hiring people. Whereas the development part of it is teaching people, training them, you know, helping them progress in the company and personal development, career development, things like that. And so I learned in that sense and that type of thing. And that's kind of how my marketing degree worked, too, because, you know, from the U of M, a lot of people, when you tell them you're a business major, they think Carlson. And so typically what I say is, I got a degree in more so the people aspect of marketing and HR. And so I know how to work with people as opposed to just technical aspects of those two majors. And then I did end up also minoring in nutrition as well as getting a management minor as well to pair with my HR degree. And I graduated from the U of M, did a few different things with my time there. I don't want to get super in-depth because I don't want to take a bunch of time, but you can ask me about them if you want. But uh, I was involved with some student board activities within my college. I had a few outside experiences, including some related to fitness, some related to nonprofits, some related to the law industry, some related to the weather tech industry, some related to agriculture. Uh, I kind of touched in a lot of different areas just to kind of figure out where I wanted to go. And then this past spring, I actually only had five credits left to graduate in 2020 and ended up finding a company that I'm working for now that's in the nutrition and food realm and started there actually this past Monday. So pretty pumped to be doing something now that I actually really care about and kind of molds my nutrition minor as well as with my management and marketing and HR stuff all into one, Um, doing marketing coordinator there so should be fun
1: cool so are you working toward anything in this in this realm
0: in the realm of my professional career yes yeah Um, I I have a lot of things I'm working towards so you know from the marketing standpoint and with my new company I Okay, let's start, let's start with big picture. I, The goal, you know, five to 10 years from now is to be self employed. And I want to be hopefully working with something related to fitness, nutrition. You know, if that happens to branch out from JJN and any sort, that'd be sick. But I would like to work for myself. I don't like someone dictating when I come in and leave work. I really think that's dumb. And I I think that our generation's changing that anyways, but that's one thing I really don't like. Uh, However because I found a company I really like and I'm passionate about what they do I am really excited to start working there and learning pretty much everything in marketing everything I don't know already and with that hopefully being able to use utilize that and kind of build a company you know from the marketing and the sales side of things because I'll be doing a lot of that and within that company specifically I would love to you know like any other position I've been in kind of stick out in a way, um, positive way, obviously, and kind of, you know, make an impact there. I don't want to just show up every day and push pencils around. I want to show up and get some stuff done and make connections. And when the day comes that I do leave, if I end up leaving, who knows what will happen. They miss me and don't want me to leave that type of thing. So, I don't know, like when it comes to titles, I don't, there's no part of me that's like, I want to be a manager. I want to be the CMO. None of that. I just want to learn as much as possible to answer that question.
1: So what about this profession, this field that you've chosen in, like what interests you about it? Why did you gravitate toward this and pursue this as a profession?
0: Yeah. Great question it's the persuasion aspect of it marketing and sales kind of go hand in hand and i'm kind of learning i didn't always want to be anywhere near sales the idea of cold calling really sticks out when you think of sales um and so that kind of scared me but with this specific company they go hand in hand like really well In my past careers they they've or not careers past gigs they've touched base a little bit and it's been like marketing is one thing sales is one thing you don't really dibble dabble And this company, I'll get to hopefully do a little bit of both and kind of, you know, use the marketing collateral, you know, different things like email, advertisements, posters, boards, the list goes on, right? And bring in people from that perspective and then also maybe eventually get to actually talk to people too and sell them on our products and ideas. I have always been quite the persuasive person, so I think that, well, not that I'm necessarily good at it, but I've always liked to try to persuade people to do certain things, you know, even growing up. So I think that that's why that marketing specifically field, I wanted to gravitate towards that and kind of make a life off of that. And that can be with the company I'm with now or with anything really, you know, there's marketing in every company, and you always got to be convincing people to get to your product. So.
1: You ever heard of the book called Never Split the Difference? I have not. It's a book about persuasion. It's called Never Split the Difference. Um, never Split the Difference. Uh, God, it ha- and then it has like a colon, something else. Negotiating as if your life depended on it. I'm writing it down right it's in, now. It's on my list of books to read. It's by some guy who is... He, uh, he was like a, I believe he was a um, hostage negotiator. So he persuaded people to let people well, go.
0: Well, I like mean, that sort of that's the thing. Mar- I mean, you know, marketing, I'm not going to talk down on it because it's, it's important. Marketing, you know, it is. And a lot of people think that it's a pretty easy degree. And I'm not saying it was, it wasn't. It was pretty easy for me to get a degree in marketing. But the idea of persuasion if you can't persuade someone to do something in business, you, you're done. You you know you have to be able to sell your product, and that's all persuasion. You could have you could have a subpar product. You could even have a bad product sometimes, and be able to sell it if you're just a good salesperson or a good marketer in some sort. Yeah. You know that's what it's all about. It's yeah. all about connections. So the idea is to create connections in a community or some sort, right? And so that they buy the person, not the product. Yep, for the most part.
1: Well, yep. So, you literally just graduated from college, and your this is your first week, right? Yep, started on first Monday. First week in a real, I'm three days real, deep. Real job. Yep. Real, uh, I guess real in quotes, whatever you want to call real. But first day in post college, eight to five. You know that sort of a job.
0: Uh, are you excited? Yeah, I'm pretty excited. I am really excited to. You know, I'm not, it's interesting because I've always had the next thing, right? So you finish the summer break and you get to go to school and then you finish fall semester and you get to have winter break and then yada, yada. And so it's interesting now where I'm going to finish summer and uh, there's nothing, it's just continue. You go to work Monday, right? Yeah. So yeah. that will be really.
1: And you don't get long <laughs> breaks, you get. You get Christmas day off kind of a thing. Christmas. Yeah. I don't think you even get Christmas Eve off sometimes. Uh, maybe. I don't remember.
0: But I, yeah, I mean, it depends on the company one
1: day off. You don't you don't get Thanksgiving week off. You don't get a fall break. You get Thanksgiving off. Then you got to get back to work on Friday unless you take it off. Sort of a thing. So,
0: yeah, exactly. I've been there. I know what it's like. So that I'm a little nervous but it's for, but I'm also fine if
1: you love. No, go ahead.
0: I was going to say, I'm also pretty excited about it too because it's going to be a steady source of income and steady source of information and place to learn, just continuous. What were you going to say?
1: Yeah. Don't remember.
0: <laughs> so, to answer that, yes, I am excited. And I'm excited because I'm very, very lucky in the sense that a lot of people graduate college and they just get hired somewhere. And I, I can already see that with some of the people i I think I can see that with some of the people that I am around that are new hires. And I feel like this is just a stepping stone to something for them. And I mean, everything's a stepping stone to the next thing. Right. But you, most people will graduate and just take the first thing they get because they need the experience. I was lucky enough to find a company and kind of build off of past experiences a little bit to find this company that now, you know, molds with my nutrition side and background. So I'm actually marketing products that I care about
1: interesting yeah
2: wait so what exactly is it you like do at work
1: It's a good <laughs> question
0: <laughs> you'll have to add i mean you'll have to ask for that again in like two weeks when i for sure am working in the department for a little while well so what you right do right now are you able to tell right us like, now, what
1: your position is yeah i can tell you about it so right
0: now right now it's just training i, I actually haven't met I've met people in my department through interviews and like a little bit here and there this week, but barely, I've barely talked to anyone in the department. I, tomorrow I get to start shadowing people, you know, it is what it is. But for marketing, there's kind of a few different aspects. So you have kind of the strategic part of it. So like thinking about how you are going to get someone to either look at a piece of a tactic or a piece of collateral, right? Or how you're going to get them to look at it and click on a link or type in something into their phone, right? There's the data part where after someone does that, that, you know, they're collecting data, they're running analytics on it, they're seeing how it performed. There's the creative part of marketing where you're actually creating like the different thing. Um, For, here, I'll use an email, for example, to make this easier. Email, right? You create the email. Someone needs to be in charge of creating the content that goes on the email, right? And someone needs to be yes. in charge of creating that, the, out, the outlook of it, right? Where it's going, the lists of people that it's going to, the different system that it's going to be produced through. There's multiple email producing systems that are used in marketing and where that's going to, right? And then I already mentioned the strategy part, right? Why it looks the way it does. Who were what demographic of people are we sending this to and why? That type of thing. You're asking those questions. Why, why, why? And then the the data part. Looking either before or after a campaign's done. We're sticking with the email thing. At how did it perform? Right? Was it bad? Good? Why? And that kind of works with strategy. So that's kind of a really easy example. There's obviously a lot more that goes into it than just emails. You know, there's... Internet. The internet web page you see, that's marketing. The employee intranet, everything that's internal to the company, that's all marketing. So all the design stuff. And you know, you have design people and marketing teams, things like that. At this company, there is going to be 10 of us and we pretty much get to do it all. We work together as a team. It's not like in past jobs I have where I'm just demand generation, for example. I get to do everything. So I get to learn back this email thing I get to learn why we're doing this I get to learn why we're saying this I get to say what we're saying I get to put it out for whatever through whatever service we're doing uh, I won't say what it is with this company but and you know I even like designing different things like the imaging and the email right so I get to do all of that and I can't like I don't want to get super in-depth with it just because I know we try not to share like exactly the information that we're working on and whatnot right this podcast so but that's that's like the overview of it the dumbed down version so yeah. does that make sense you have any questions yes
2: yeah i never so, actually had to
0: like explain that so that was probably
2: hard to follow <laughs> <laughs> so do you feel yeah, Nick, do
1: you have other questions
2: go ahead do you feel like this job is well okay so obviously you like you said you want to eventually branch off and do your own thing. Do you feel like this job is going to help like give you that, I don't know, like I don't want to say experience, but like knowledge 100%. To, uh, yeah, 100% for the next. I, you said like there's always a next thing. And I yeah. know we've talked about like what you want to do for the next thing. Do you feel like this job is going to help a lot? with Jacob's next thing.
0: 100%. I was very specific in the interview process because I... So I had two different job offers before this and I went to this company for a reason and I talked with them through the process and said, listen, I'm looking for a job that I can learn as much in marketing as possible and then that's number one. The whole nutrition side of things was number two, honestly. I was looking more so for something that I'm gonna learn the most around marketing. And then it was also a bonus that they're so connected to sales. The sales team there is like four people. Not only that, but the CMO of this company, I will get to talk to a decent amount and work with hopefully a good amount, which is pretty rare depending on the size of the company. And I had a phone interview with him three months ago or whatever now. And I put the phone down and I just remember thinking, I need to work for this person like I truly believe that they will teach me so much information on marketing and their resume and what they have done already is going to be so beneficial to apply to any aspect of my future. So, the more you learn the better and I think that the short answer is to this question is yes, I'm going to. It's going to help me a ton
2: for the next thing. Yeah. Okay. So, what does like a typical day look like for you? Not like in like the the work environment, but just what, what does a typical day look, look like for you? Like when you wake up, just, what do you do then? Okay. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I don't know what a typical day looks like at this company yet. So if you're asking no, yeah, me that, you know. I, I don't know.
0: <laughs> so uh, it kind of depends. I am kind of the weird person that gets up super early. So for Nothing this week that. for this week for example also keep in mind that Josh and I ran a very far distance this past weekend so my exercise is kind of down right now minus
1: 0 so
0: <laughs> but
1: for the next 2 weeks
0: yeah so for this week though I have gotten up out of bed before 4:30 every day I get up I go make coffee I come and read for half hour, and then I work out and get ready for work and eat. And like I said, right now my workouts are very very low. Normally my workouts would pretty much be the rest of my morning, and then eat, shower, go to work. Right now I can kind of put some filler things in. Like this morning I worked a little bit on some JJN stuff, but typically it's six o'clock. I'll work out and then I eat. Like I, sh- like I said, after a shower and had to work. Usually this new job, I'm working eight to five, but in the past it was pretty similar. I would maybe sometimes start my day at nine or 9.30 instead, in which case I would just do more filler stuff in the morning for like JJN homework. right? But now we're talking about the future. So, And then so far this week, at least I've gotten home 5.15. Today I got home at 5.30. And I follow Andy Fursello's task list. And so what that means is I have five things every day that need to get done. And if I do them all, I get a W for the day. And if I don't, I get an L. Shout out Andy Frisella. This is all his idea. And essentially, if I can get everything done before 7 o'clock, that means I get to have two maybe three hours to watch Netflix and do nothing. If I can't, then I don't. So some days I just work on stuff on my task list until usually the latest I'm working on things is nine maybe because i'm usually in bed by nine um but some days like i said you know i only work on stuff till seven thirty or maybe 8 and then i get some extra time and you know that task list can be many things from jj and show i put some reading stuff on it occasionally i put fitness related things on it sometimes like today I have to go through my phone pictures. I have a bunch of pictures of my phone that I have like screenshotted of songs or notes or books that I need to put somewhere else that's not cluttering my phone. I have like balancing my budget, things like, you know, tedious things like that. Um, or just maybe anything else that comes up, right? So yeah, that's pretty much what my day looks like.
2: Okay.
1: Interesting. Nick, you have more questions, you can jump right into them.
2: All right. Let's go to more of a... Actually, before I do the fitness questions, I do have one that I was kind of always curious, kind of two-ish. So why did you choose the University of Minnesota to go to school?
1: (laughs) Please tell me it's because of me.
0: I always
2: kind of wondered this. I I love telling this story, actually,
0: because I I tell this in most of my interviews. So I was dead set on not coming to the U. 100% not going to the U. Josh went here. I was always the kid that was like, yeah, I'm not doing what he does. I'm going somewhere else, right? And so I narrowed it down to five schools. Didn't even apply for the U. I believe the U was the sixth or maybe it was the fifth. I'm not going to try to count it out. But – I narrowed it down, and it came down to St. Thomas, St. John's, and University of North Dakota, I'm pretty sure, actually. And I remember I was touring St. Thomas, and I was pretty serious about going there. And a big part of that was because one of my really good friends went there, I think, and that's, I kind of you know wanted to kind of go where he went. It was kind of one of those, those things, which is funny because I just said how I would not go where my brother went. But I was touring St. Thomas, and I realized they didn't have a nutrition program. And I thought, well, that's okay. I'll just figure something out once I get there, right? But then I was like, why the heck am I going to a school that doesn't have a major I want to do? Because at the time it was nutrition. St. John's had a nutrition program and a pretty positive university in North Dakota did as well. And so I think it was around, I don't know, December or November. Josh was a fresh sophomore. I don't remember. Sophomore?
1: If you were a senior, then I was a sophomore.
0: Yeah. Okay. And he, I, he had a friend, his freshman software that was a super cool guy. And this guy, I talked to him. I don't remember if he came to our place or what, if it was a holiday break or what. And you were always, you didn't say anything. Josh didn't say anything to me about going to the U or anything, but. I was
1: trying not to like, you know, push it on you too much. Yeah. Which is just
0: decide yourself. Yeah. And for purposes of this story, we'll call this person uh, Bob. So Bob, <laughs> so Bob comes home with Josh one day, and he is talking to me. You know, he's a really good guy. So he's just like, "Hey, how's it going? What are you like? How's the college search going?" I'm like yada yada yada. And I told him about my situation, and I'm, I just remember him being like, "You should really consider the U of M." And I thought, nope, not doing that, not even applying, no way. And he's like, listen, dude, just apply, just apply, see what happens, worst case scenario, you're right, you don't have to go in, but they sent you, they sent me like a golden gopher application, so it was literally like, it was as easy as like filling out my name. I don't remember why that was, but it, I didn't have to do anything, I did have to write a paper, I didn't have to submit a transcript, nothing, I just filled out my name and like major. And yeah, I was like they like wanted you. Yeah, I was like
1: <laughs> I had to do all that stuff.
0: So I was like, they whatever. i okay, fine, I'll do it. So he convinced me to do that. A few months go by, and over the course of those months, I I think that's when like the whole nutrition and that St. Thomas didn't exist thing, maybe. I don't know. I am getting the timeline a little funky, but I realized that A, I didn't want to go to college, at didn't have my major. B, I'm not a really religious person, so the idea of going to st john's or st thomas didn't appeal to me a ton anymore see i am a social butterfly so i was like why am i going to a small school i don't like that i also thought about the fact that the u has a bunch of these different majors so if something happens and i want to switch i can do that and that did happen whereas if i go to st thomas it's a little harder to do that right and i kind of just figured Oh, so maybe this isn't a bad idea maybe i should go to the u because it is giant right and i think i talked to bob again at some point and bob yeah Classic and bob basically was like yeah i'm kind of leaning towards it now yeah whatever and he like told me to come check it out or something Right, come check it out again when not on a tour. And I, I went and stayed with you, Josh. Me and my friend from St. Thomas went and stayed with you. And I'm pretty sure, like, after that night, I was like, yep, yeah, I need to go to this college after you showed me around what, like, the nightlife is there and things like that and just how big it is and the people there and everything like that. I just remember that night at the U, I was like, this is sick. Yeah. And when I, I was at St. That. Thomas <laughs> and St. John's, I was like, this is not sick. This is all right. So, nothing against the school. Well, it just wasn't for me.
1: Did you? Because I feel like the reason that you got swayed so hard is because you came to my dorm and you like stayed with me. You got to stay in a dorm room and then you got to like experience going out with students. And there was nothing like planned. It was just like, we're going to go out tonight. And then we came back to the dorm and you saw what it was like to like have the freedom and like all that stuff that we did. So that probably helped sway you.
0: So if you followed that story for anyone listening, that's pretty much the story of how I ended up at the U. A mixture of why would I go to college? It doesn't end my stuff. And this place was fun. (laughs) So that's why I picked the U. And that's why I ended up going there. Ended up being a great four years. Loved every minute.
2: yeah um so i also i had another kind of were you because i i remember going on the tour with you to i believe saint john's and you were considering like being an athlete yeah <laughs> that's right yep i remember that we yeah. hit saint john's yeah. and then university of north dakota right afterwards yeah was that uh, – what, what changed your mind about not wanting to be an athlete? I wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> I was not good
0: at high school, cross country or track. I, so I – You didn't – It so just didn't, ap- didn't, it didn't appeal to me. And, yeah. And I don't have – the sa- I didn't have the same drive for fitness as I do now. I did, but it was more so like I just want to look good. I don't really care about competing or whatever. And yeah. I figured I can go to the U and I can work out. I don't need to. I don't need to commit to a D three program. that's, yeah, that's so, pretty much
2: the reason. So I wasn't interested in it. So you you were definitely like you were. So you were into fitness in high school still, but
0: it was a different. How, it was more so just weightlifting and trying to get. Like, swole, honestly. So how did your
2: fitness goals in high school – how do your fitness goals in high school differ from what your fitness goals are now?
0: It's hard to say that the way you say it. So, like, you say fitness goals – but I think the biggest thing is my nutrition goals. Because, I, I mean, I was working out a pretty good amount in high school. I remember doing two days where I would go in and lift in the morning and then do cross country in the afternoon. I just didn't get any results because I ate like garbage. <laughs> and I didn't the nutrition <laughs> part. The results, the results that I have gotten, came from my nutrition, from eating correctly, not eating a bunch of garbage all the time, and so I think that's like the biggest thing that's changed since. Like high school on my nutrition and my fitness goals and whatnot since then. And also just that Well would
1: you say motivation also? I mean yes, but I mean I You're right about the nutrition thing, but the nutrition thing didn't make you shave off, you know, your running wise. Like as much as is is not just nutrition. Like it's one hundred percent the ambition and your motivation and the hard work that you put toward running. Like you're running 25, 24, whatever, twenty-three minute five. Yeah, twenty one in once. high school. <laughs> yeah. And now you could probably go for sure sub twenty, most likely sub nineteen. That that's not because you change your diet.
0: No. I mean it's partly because that helped me lose some weight. Yeah,
2: I think yeah, yes, but, the nutrition. Part I agree is definitely I agree.
1: it helps, but it's it's a it helps, but it's not like if you were to run the way that you did if you would have run the way now that you in high school, you would have been running like with me, probably.
0: Yeah, no, you're right. I think that part was just because I I was told by a lot of people when I joined cross country that I didn't have the body for a runner. I, so many people. So many people Pay attention to this kids. So many people laughed at me about that. I remember leaving football, I got told by coaches, teachers, peers, friends, I got made fun of literally they were like, you don't, you don't, what are you doing? You know? And so I think I kind of believed them and I believed them and I didn't. So I believed them to the extent, or I didn't believe them to the extent that I could do cross country and I could prove them wrong that I could be a runner, but I believed them to the extent that I'm always going to look the way I do and be this, you know, pretty tall, I don't know, thicker dude (laughs) with two C's. No, I'm just kidding. Um, And so (laughs) instead of trying to get like lean, and run fast long distance, I figured, well, uh, I kind of have a body of a hurdler a little bit, so maybe I'll just put my efforts towards that. So my uh, I was always focused on getting faster at sprinting. And so that's where, like, the whole weight room fitness goals come into play and why I was always doing yeah. power lifting and things like that, because I wanted to get more explosive. So, But now, I don't give a crap what people think. <laughs> like, I don't care if they think I don't have the body, because clearly they're wrong. So... I can probably run faster than all of those people that told me that now.
1: Yeah. So. Remember that kids, if you're joining, if you're joining cross country in like seventh grade or something and people are telling you that you don't have the body for it, you don't have whatever for it. Listen to this because if you have the work motivation that he has now in seventh grade year or two, you'll have the body for it and you'll be crushing and you'll be doing great things or go watch that McFarland USA movie you know that kid ran a freaking 15 or something crazy he doesn't look like he has the body for it the, or the kid that comes in the last place guy yeah that runs whatever but you know the seventh runner on the team that does whatever but anyways I digress
0: well and it goes it goes both ways though right so I mean if you're a super skinny kid seventh grader and someone tells you you should be in cross country not in football but you want to play football? Yeah. Go to the weight room. Yeah. Get lift some go weights. Go in the wrong. weight
1: room. Do the opposite of what we do.
0: It's just not. That's not not the life I want to live. But yeah.
2: So that's that's kind of it, though. So the nutrition part. So yes or no? Are you plant based? <laughs> sure. <laughs> do you feel like? <laughs> Do you, so you do feel like that's had a big impact on your just overall health like you personally think that it has, cutting out animal products? Obviously, I know you haven't cut out like every animal product, but like you'll eat it some here and there, but you're primarily plant-based, and do you feel like that's had a, a good impact on your health? Do you feel better because of it?
0: Yes. I eat I, – I try not to eat junk food. So that's that's the bottom line. And the way for me to do that is to eat plant-based. Yes. That's, that's the way I do it. I, I'm for, I force myself to eat more vegetables and my taste buds have changed. Literally today, I, two good examples. For lunch, I ate like four pieces of pineapple and didn't gag. I used to hate pineapple. And I was just eating it because I just kind of forced myself to eat these different fruits that I didn't like. Uh, Broccoli. I ate a bunch of broccoli tonight. Didn't have any issue eating the broccoli. Things like that. I did it. I did it for health reasons and to, to get leaner. That's why I started it. Now, there's other reasons I do it now, too. But, like, that's why I started it. It's kind of a selfish reason, but... That is why, so... I don't I think selfish
1: reason with good uh, with some good backlash as well. Yeah, maybe
0: not backlash, but I think, though, that the biggest thing is cutting out junk food and processed food. The company I work for right now, their like sole purpose is for America to live healthier lives, and that includes eating meat for them. And so I'm going to be marketing that. So, you know, it'll be interesting in that sense a little bit, and I'll probably tell them at some point that. I don't even eat this meat stuff that I'm marketing right now. But at the end of the day, you can get, think about it. If you can get everyone in America to get off of processed foods. That's a first, big step. That's a huge step. Yeah. You know, maybe the next we can move towards a plant-based world. Maybe. But if we can get everyone off processed foods. I think how much healthier everyone would be. Sorry, mom, if that offends you. Because I'm not preaching plant-based right now but the, the reality is is that the biggest problem with obesity and heart disease in my opinion is the fast food the junk food the processed food the garbage yes. foods if you well, but
1: when you say processed i feel like you could loop in that's like um what's it called like yeah. big factory meats yeah and well stuff. but like, you know that's pretty much processed
0: yeah beyond meats same type of thing right but my point right. is is that You know if it's good for you or not. You know. You know what you should and shouldn't be eating. If we can get everyone off of that junk food first, as opposed to going from... If we go from A to B, as opposed to going from A to Z, just baby steps. Yeah. That's how I view it. So, I eat how I want
2: to eat, and I try to get people to just eat better. Do you ever have, like, cravings for... I don't know, like a burger anymore. Do you get those like cravings ever <laughs> since you want plant based? For me, when I get those cravings, it's when I fall off. It's so
0: imagine I have imagine this ladder, right? I my motivational skills right now, so that someday people when I'm giving this presentation again <laughs> or a presentation on momentum, right? Imagine a ladder, right? You're stepping up this ladder. It's every the more healthy food you eat the higher you're getting and the easier it is to just keep going higher. But then you, let's say you fall down, you know, you reward yourself or something, you go for a long run. You're like, I deserve, a, I deserve your juicy burger. You, only, you might not even want that. You might not even crave that after like a long, hard workout, but you're like, I deserve it. I should just do it. Right. Yeah. You know, please, the mental game, just whatever you fall down that ladder, you get knocked down a few pegs. Right. It's easy for me once I'm on that downward trend to keep going down. So that's when I start to crave things. When I am on this upward trend, it's really easy for me to just keep doing it and say no. That's why it's almost like Monday for me is the bottom of the ladder. So I can get very good about up until, you know, five pegs or whatever. It's Friday and I've eaten really well all week and I get to the point where I'm like, okay, I should drink and I should please my mental game and have a good time release. Right. So I do it. I knock myself down. And then Sunday rolls around and I'm either negative on the ladder, like now I'm working, got to dig myself out of this hole instead of continuing on Monday, right? Or you hit Friday and you tell yourself no, and you get through the weekend and you don't do those things. You hit Monday and that's two more days right there, right? If you're still following this ladder analogy, it's two more days and you can keep climbing that ladder and it just keeps getting easier and easier. So that's, I don't even remember what your question is, but that was me practicing my motivation on momentum. So that's why. So no, I remember your question. No, it was a cravings thing. So that's, that's the answer. If I start falling down, I get cravings. Otherwise I don't really, except for some random spurts. I might drive by a Dairy Queen and be like, oh, I want ice cream. Yeah.
1: All right. So where do you find your motivation then?
2: <laughs> um, stumped them
1: like where does this come from what you know how, where does where does your motivation come from
0: dude i don't know it's just fun i i don't know it's I, a fun way fair. to live it's i don't want to be i don't want to be a schmuck i i enjoy <laughs> i enjoy Challenge. I enjoy the challenge. As Kevin Hart says, you know, I don't want to quote people. That ladder analogy, I'm sure, is used somewhere, but that came out of my brain right here. So I didn't, I didn't take that from somewhere. This is what I'm taking from somewhere. But it's like what Kevin Hart said in that Jerry Rogan podcast: as a game. Life's a game, and I, it's fun to play it. It's fun to level up. And so I, for me, the grind, the hustle, it's a good time. When I, when my feet hit my bed, my head hits the pillow. At the end of the day." When I go to bed thinking about all I did today, sure, maybe I got up at 4.30 and literally worked the entire day. I go to bed and I'm like, heck yeah. That's sweet. You know? Yeah. Or if I, the next day then, and for me, it's gotten a little more extreme than it maybe needs to be, but I don't eat cookies. All week for lunch, we've been given a free cookie. I haven't eaten one of them because I know, one cookie, because I know at night when I go to bed, I'm going to be pissed about that. And, it, you know, and it's a little more extreme for me now because I've kind of practiced it more. Um, but it's just that type of thing. I feel better mentally when I'm just more doing things I want to do all the time. And also I know past Jacob or future Jacob's going to be really, really happy when past Jacob's putting in all this work now.
1: So what do you do when you – can't find a motivation
0: depends on the situation if i'm if it's a situation where i i can usually tell where i'm burning out or if i am just being a wuss so if it's a situation where i'm just being a wuss i'll tell myself hey you need to stop being a wuss you need to go (laughs) you need to do what you need to do if it's working out or if it's eating or if it's going to work you need to go do these things. It'll be done before you know it. You know, If that's running, it means putting on some motivational podcasts, putting on some music, and going for a run. If that's going to work, that means, hey, look at this. I'm going to have to go to work for eight hours, but I get to make a difference in this situation, blah, 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 or I get to drive also to work for 20 minutes and listen to music. That's going to be fun, right? You just can't, you got to think of the positives in the situation. However, if it's a situation where I'm kind of burning out and working too much in that sense, then I will kind of need to just declutter my mind and that can be done by reading or usually not reading. It's usually Netflix or, you know, I have built in pancakes days every week. That's a good time to kind of find some extra motivation because I'm eating kind of unhealthy, kind of not. And making myself kind of want to get back to eating healthy and working out and things like that. So yeah, kind of depends, but David Goggins as well. (laughs)
1: All right, Nick, I'll let you finish off the interview with uh, some, if you have fitness running, any type of questions like that, but that's my list of questions.
2: Hit me. (laughs) All right. So Fitness goals, what are they right now? (laughs) Biggest ones. Oh, all right, let's see. Fitness goals, I would like to...
0: Marathon, I would like to run a sub-4 and not walk, which should lead to a sub-350. So goal one for that would probably be a sub-350. Goal number two, fitness-wise, I want to break nineteen in a five k. Those are my two like top of the line fitness goals right now. I also have a couple of weird goals, like I want to do a five minute plank and I want to do a ten minute plank. I'm starting to realize that yeah, the muscle go- up goal I set at the beginning yeah. of the year is going to be very, 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 very hard. But we'll see what happens. Um, <laughs> I also would like to drop down when we talk about body weight stuff, I'm at 180 right now. I'd like to drop down to 170 and hopefully I can do that in the next like six weeks. I'm going to... 10
1: pounds in six weeks?
0: I'm going to eat very lean. (laughs) I'm going to eat very lean.
1: That's like not healthy. Kid,
0: trust me. So then... (laughs) No, that's not healthy.
1: You should be trying to drop 10 pounds in six weeks. You should be trying to drop 10 pounds in like six months.
0: Challenge accepted. There you go. No, I'm just saying we'll that see. seriously I, is not healthy. I, I want to eat better and lose a little bit more weight, just a little bit more. I would like to get down to 170, for sure below 175, specifically for these two running events. And then after that, I would like to get back up to 185, and I want to build muscle off of a plant-based diet. More so, so to test kind of a, like, if it actually can be
2: done. These are kind of the more immediate goals, right? Like, this is stuff you're planning on doing in the next month. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Within the next, like, two years or even year, I guess, by the end of the year. Yeah. You're asking long-term goals?
2: Well, no, I wanted to know that, and now I want to know, like, you know, 10 years from now, 30, 40 years from now, what's what's the, what are they going to be? Jeez, 30, 40. Oh, I got
0: – I have, like, 5 to 10 years from now. I don't have anything past that. I have I, – within the next 10 years – you know, the, the the biggest thing, I would love to break three in a marathon. That would be so, yeah, so cool. You can that do That will it. take some years, though. The, so do you want to qualify for Boston? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that'd be sick. Breaking, yeah, breaking three, qualifying for Boston.
1: You could break three. What, um, what do we say that is like a six thirty pace or something. Yeah, uh, it's a
2: little slower than slow. that. I think it's like fifty 650. nine. I think something like that. Oh boy. Um. Oh. <laughs> but you got before, it. Before
0: <laughs> before that, I would like to. I need to run a hundred miler. I need to run a one hundred and fifty miler, and I would kind of like to run a two hundred miler at some point in the next two hundred years. Then in the next two hundred years, did you just say? Did I say that ten years? My bad. And then <laughs> an Iron Man. Those are the biggest things.
2: Hmm.
0: Huh. Uh, those ones don't have times though. So
2: yeah, you don't have like a set time on when you wanna do them, but they're you just no, know they're gonna happen.
0: The thing is, is after after I break nineteen and after I do my marathon goal, after I lift for a little bit. This is going to be next spring when I'm trying to conquer one of these things. It's probably going to be a 100-miler
2: next summer, but maybe I'll do the Ironman.
1: Baby, let's sign up for the Leadville 100.
2: Honestly, yeah, if you're going to do a 100-miler, you might as well just start big with the Leadville 100.
1: Start with, like, the hardest (laughs) one? Yeah.
2: Exactly.
0: (laughs) No, so I'll probably do the ones that don't have to do with time first, which are or besides the 5K Marathon. I probably won't try to break three in a marathon until I do all those other things first, because I want to have a sick tattoo game on my right uh, leg first. <laughs> yeah.
2: All right. Well, that's all I got for like the fitness questions. Let's move on to some uh, some more. I don't want to say fun questions because the rapid fires. <laughs> Yeah. So, or no, do you have other ones? Um, before we start the rapid fire, I did have one, one question. This might be really hard for you to answer, though. So, you know, I think I asked you this before, but I want our listeners to know what you have to pick four songs, like that, uh, like oh, Bill Clinton. Dude, I, <laughs> okay, go ahead. Pick four. Just ex- like the f- first ones
0: that come to your head. Four, my top four songs, like the Bill Clinton. You yeah. didn't explain that very well.
2: Yeah, so like the. Rather than four albums, four songs. My top four songs
0: See Through by the band Camino. It's not living if it's not with you. Hand of God by John Bellion. and refugee by tom petty
2: all right probably
1: and it's not living if it's not with you is by 1975
2: all right right, i got it all
1: right let's jump in oh do you have another one
2: no i'll just i got the five um rapid fire all right here we go nick hit him. Fill in the blank. Taylor Swift is... Stupid. stupid. Oh! <laughs> Sad. You're a new addition Jeez. to a box of crayons. What color would you be? Blue. <laughs> if you could combine two animals, what would you combine to have as a pet?
0: Pig and a lion. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> which pizza topping do fine. you hate? All of them. Okay. What? what the heck? <laughs> and Pineapple. And which president... Which president would you want to throw hands with?
0: <laughs>
2: Abraham Lincoln, the Vampire
0: Slayer version. All right. Oh,
1: my gosh. He would rip you apart. Yeah, but it'd be fun,
0: Jacob's though.
2: That dude's like 6'4".
0: It'd be fun, though. Jacob's like 6'5". I'm like 6'4". Four. <sighs> four, put us in a ring. Now nah, he'd probably kick my butt. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was preparing for the second favorite song you'd never have to listen to again, and I was ready to answer that or whatever, but... I wanted to ask some <laughs> some different ones. I like
1: the Crayon one. That one was fun. The
0: Taylor Swift one was interesting because I don't know why I said stupid. <laughs> I really don't. Sad. She's fine. I don't know. I know I like her, her a ton, but she's some good music. All right. Well, thanks for interviewing thanks, me. Thanks, Jacob. Adizio. It was fun.
1: Thanks for the yeah, interview. It was we'll be... Fun. We'll be looking out for, well, next week is a normal episode. And then after that, it'll be, well, you'll see when it happens. Dun, dun, dun. dun. And it's good.
0: We actually have a bunch online again that are going to be sick. So
1: good. All right. We will talk to you all later.
2: Thank you. See ya.